Nothing happens in Valleygate. Those five words have haunted me everywhere I go for the year. I've heard it from friends who'd like to see more of me, family that wished I were taking better care of myself, coworkers who wish I'd make coffees as fast as I talk, and even strangers who don't want a Lettucefield student reporter poking around in their hometown. Whatever their reasons, they wanted me to call off the investigation, stop looking for a story where there, quote, wasn't one, but there was something deep down. I knew there was something wrong. Call it a reporter's instinct or an eagerness to prove myself. My mom calls it something not sitting right in my stomach. Whatever you want to call it, it was there. A deep and foundational knowledge that there was something off about that little town buried in the trees and mountains of the corridors. From It's a Four Productions and WLFU of Lettucefield University, it's Nothing Happens in Valley Gate, an investigation by Aoife Honeysong for Professor Totemwood's broadcast communication class. Okay, I think I'm set. Uh, are you ready, Nilbog? Ready. Okay. <clears throat> I want you to think about your hometown, where you grew up your elementary school, your house, any details you can recall. Maybe it was a rural town in the plains of Arbora, or a snowy suburb outside Donberg, or maybe even something more unique, like the dark halls of Grimvault deep underground. Regardless, there are things you'll probably remember, even if those things have changed. For example, I remember an old apple orchard on the corner of Thornapple Street and Bearpaw Drive. It had a billboard, or... At least I remember it as a billboard that had an apple on it with a face painted on the apple. This wasn't a cute cartoon illustration. It was a painterly apple with human eyes and a grin that seemed to say, I bet you didn't know apples could have faces. That's what I imagine it sounded like. Anyway, there was also a huge tree on the corner that towered above the road and it stretched its branches wide. But that tree and that orchard aren't there anymore. Now the orchard has been developed into shops, pizza places, restaurants, a yoga studio. The same happened all over Bear Paw Drive to where it's nearly unrecognizable now. But both versions of that corner exist in my head. The one with the tree in the orchard and the one with shops and 55 mile an hour traffic. I'll bet you could recall some specific details like this from your hometown and probably a bunch more. Maybe you have something like the orchard that used to be there but isn't any longer. Look, the point is, it's hard to forget somewhere that you spent your formative years, right? It lives in a certain nostalgia, a memory of when we were young. And that's why Valley Gate first caught my attention. a year ago, my younger sister Shannon brought home her new boyfriend, um, Sam, from college. Look, that's not his real name, but we'll just call him Sam. Sam is a kind, polite, and calm, yet fun-loving guy. He's great for Shannon, who is as wild as they come. Anyway, I drove to my parents' house for family dinner, a regular occurrence in our household. My parents and all six of their children were there, three of them who had brought their significant others. I didn't have one. (laughs) Anyway, so the table was talkative and trying to talk to anyone but those next to you was pointless. Seriously, it's always this way. 
Sam and I were sitting next to one another, so we got to talking. What do you do? What are you studying? What are your interests? La 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 la, that sort of stuff. It didn't get very deep. Now, before I get into Sam's whole deal, I want to be abundantly clear that Sam is a great guy. He's not a villain or a criminal or a liar. He volunteers at LFU for all kinds of student organizations. He's an A student and visits his grandmother once a week in her nursing home an hour out of town. And I know that you can do all of those things and still be hiding something. But trust me, Sam is as good as they come. But now I have to tell you what first made me suspicious. When I asked him where he was from, he said flatly, Uh, Valley Gate. Okay, simple answer. I asked him where it was and he said, West, somewhere near Timber Falls, I think. I don't know, nothing happens in Valley Gate. And he went back to his food. Later, I asked Shannon the same question, where Sam was from. And she said it was some small town out west, but she wasn't sure what it was called. Look, I chalked all of this up to obliviousness. Uh, You know, that happens when you're young sometimes. But still, I did what any self-respecting big sister would do, and I searched Valley Gate on the Arcanet. It didn't yield much, especially not a town. I tried searching west, but there's a lot of land and trees west of Lettuce Field. I even tried manually scrolling around the area between Timber Falls, but the tree cover and mountains obscure most of the area. That's typical. You kind of have to take Slate Map's word for it that Timber Falls is somewhere under the mess of green. Then I searched to see if there was an Archipedia article about the place or maybe some news story mentioning it. Still, nothing. And if it weren't for Sam, I'd have probably given up on the search here, but I couldn't. My protective instincts were too strong. So I asked Sam more questions. This time, I asked him for an interview. To sit down with me formally and talk about his hometown as a part of this project for school. He agreed. But I guess he felt weird about my recording it, so I didn't. I'm sorry. Anyway, I took copious notes, so hopefully it'll all make sense. We met at a coffee shop in Lettuce Field called The Ground Floor. It was one of those coffee shops that has exposed brick and all the ceiling ducts painted black to make it feel cozier. I love it, but I also happen to work there when I'm not in class. Shannon was at work, and Sam had the day off. I I found out he's a lifeguard at the local pool, and it was getting cleaned after a power failure during a storm the other night. Anyway, I remember he looked kind of groggy. I started by asking him simple questions, some I'd already asked during that dinner. And... He still answered them, again, politely. My first question was, What do you remember about Valley Gate? He responded with, Uh, I remember school, Valley Gate High. Our mascot was the Titans. I played soccer there. Uh, We weren't very good. I also remember after games, we'd all go to the sports bar. Obviously not to drink, but if we won, the guy there would give us half-off appetizers. I asked him if he remembered the guy's name. He didn't. Then I asked, Do you remember much about being a kid there? 
like your elementary school or field trips you might have taken. He said, no, not really. And then he apologized for not being better prepared. I told him it was fine and that I was just curious. Look, the rest of the interview was about another 20 minutes and nothing really important happened. I could tell he felt a little embarrassed and I admit I may have asked him some very specific questions that no one would recall about their hometown. But what made me question things more is his answer to my final question. We had talked about how he had been back to Valley Gate a few months before during the summer visit to his parents, so I thought I'd end on a softball. In fact, I remember I had closed my notebook and was stuffing it back into my bag. I asked him, "Ah, oh, where do your parents live in Valley Gate? He paused for a few moments. Okay, I wasn't looking at him, but when I was done fussing with my bag, I looked back and he was thinking hard. He looked like a kid trying to work out an equation on a standardized test. He squinted and looked down and to the left, his head turning slightly when something caught in his mind. Then he tilted his head back as though there was a map of Valley Gate right above my head, looking everywhere. All the while, he was whispering under his breath, saying things like, Then it's left. No, wait. Ah, uh, right? On acacia? Finally, he smiled and shook his head and said, Sorry, I can't remember. He can't remember. He can't remember where his parents live. He can't remember the house he claims he grew up in all of his life. He can't remember. After the interview, I went to my shift at work and felt hopeless. Look, maybe there isn't a story here. And if there is, my primary source can't remember. I even began researching other topics to do my project on. Look, I had a whole year after all, and 10 episodes isn't that many. But one day I was scrolling through my 30-some tabs when I noticed one of the Valley Gate searches mocking me from among them. It was sandwiched between a syllabus for another class and a listing for a sweater I was thinking about buying. I didn't get it, but kind of regret it. Anyway, I almost closed out of the Valleygate tab in defeat, but some cosmic power made me miss the little X and open the tab instead, and the page refreshed itself, and where once there was nothing, a single result appeared. Emily Bortusk, if you're listening, you don't know me. I don't know you, but you single-handedly cracked this nut wide open. And if you hear this, contact me. Okay, I'll um, put my contact details in the description. Okay, so I found a travel blog by the aforementioned Emily Bortusk. She writes about her travels, and a few months before, she had done a long road trip from Lettucefield to the coast and then north to Candle City. Each day had an entry, and the entry I found had been posted only a few hours before. All it was was a tiny four-sentence post mentioning Valley Gate. It read, Today we drove through the Titan Valley to a little town called Valley Gate. It's a charming town with a lot of character. The Shepherd's Nook Cafe there had a great coffee, and the owner was kind enough to chat with us and give us a little history. 
I'll keep this place in mind for a cozy getaway later. <gasps> Needless to say, I tried to get in touch with Emily, but I didn't get a response from her. But what I did get was the name of a business. Again, searching the name didn't get me anywhere. But then I searched it using the works at function on a popular social media website that I will not name. That's where I found her. In her profile, she had listed herself as the owner of the Shepherd's Nook Cafe, Kinder Whitetail, the next piece of the puzzle. This season on Nothing Happens in Valley Gate. And we discovered that Valley Gate only shows up on slate maps during the spring and summer. In the fall, it vanishes. Nothing happens in Valley Gate. Nothing happens in Valley Gate. Everyone's telling me that. Can you tell me something else? I don't think this is a good idea, Eva. Is he following us, Snowbuck? Oh my gosh, he's following us. We're being followed right now. Hello, Mayor Tobias Ashglade's office. This special Halloween episode was written by Josiah Duff, featuring the voice talents of Victoria Hansen as Aoife, Ryan Durkee as Nilbog, Brianna Steiner as the Slate Maps expert, and Josiah Duff as the receptionist. It was edited and sound designed by Josiah Duff. Wow, just amazing work, Victoria, and everybody on this episode. I'm so thankful for the work that you have done and uh, and I couldn't have done it without you. As for everyone else who was involved, I really appreciate your time, people who were able to help me with the script a little bit, and also just Bree and Ryan helping to uh, lend their voice to add little snippets there at the end. I really appreciate each and every one of you for everything you do. I also really appreciate you, listener, for getting us to a thousand downloads on Nothing Happens in Valley Gate. As of yesterday, I believe we reached a thousand downloads, and that is just incredible. I know it's a small milestone compared to what a lot of podcasts out there have, but I'm just blown away that enough people have listened to this to where we broke into four digits, and that's just incredible. I I started this podcast as a creative outlet for this little town, and I'm so happy that so many people have enjoyed uh, coming and, and visiting the little town of Valley Gate. Speaking of, you can bring home a little bit of Valley Gate by buying the sticker that we have available, and you can find that sticker at visitvalleygate.creator-spring.com. I hope you will uh, head that way and buy a little sticker. And if you are listening this far into the episode, I will give you a dollar off by typing in the code NHIVG. Nothing happens in Valley Gate. It's initials, N-H-I-V-G. Go ahead, go to visitvalleygate.creator-spring.com and you will be able to get a dollar off that sticker. Thank you so much for your support. You can rate us on Apple iTunes and show appreciation to Victoria and the other folks in this episode. And you can give us five stars, leave a review, and I would love to read your review at the end of an episode. And finally, folks, I don't want to ramble on too long, so you can reach out to us on Instagram at visitvalleygate or 
you can email us at visitvalleygate at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. Folks, I hope this brought you a little bit of spookiness to your Halloween, and I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Good night. Thanks so much for listening to Nothing Happens in Valleygate.